0: Welcome to Sunshine Talks, where we're inviting vulnerability into our conversations so that we can see more of Jesus and how He redeems the hard and not so pretty parts of life. So we may laugh, we may cry, but either way it'll be real and you'll know you are not alone. I am Zoe and I am honored to be your host and to invite you into our conversations. So let's get started. Okay, today on the podcast, we have Eva Lee, a close friend and now blogger on the podcast. And I'm so excited for this conversation and for you just to get to hear her heart um, and just what God's done in her. So, Eva, you want to say hi? Hi. (laughs) Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. Um, I know you pretty well. Um, so I know some of your stories, but do you want to tell those listening some of your story? Like what shaped you?
1: Well, that's really tough to quickly answer. There's several events and circumstances and people and a lot of different things that have shaped me. Um, my early years growing up in a small town in the Baptist church is one thing. Uh, my parents divorced when I was in sixth grade. Uh, Moving and changing schools three times in one year, my sophomore year of high school. Um, Meeting my husband in high school and marrying him 25 years ago. Uh, Raising our one and only son uh, who just graduated Baylor. Uh, Volunteering as youth counselors and various ministries for over 20 years. Um, We have several kids all over the world, even though we only raised one kid, because we consider all those in their youth ministry our kids. Um, And being disabled at 32 years old, uh, my health drastically declining with uh, a lot of different uh, symptoms showing up slowly and just declining and trying to find reasons why for several years. Uh, It's been a road of many struggles and lots of suffering and going through the grieving process. I think there's five stages, but it took a long time to get to the phase of acceptance. Uh, This is my life. It's not what I envisioned, uh, but it is exactly the life God wants to use and get glory through. Um, So there's a lot, a lot about my health that's shaped me. Uh, And then surrendering to just pick up and move from our hometown of Silver Springs to Waco uh, at 43 years old, whenever we thought we'd be planning for retirement instead of starting over. Um, This is something I plan to share a little bit more about on my blog that you mentioned. Uh, And something that's really hard to talk about is church hurt. Uh, Church hurt is something that's very real, and it's not okay. Uh, God used the pains I experienced to reveal my own heart conditions, though, the things I needed to change about me. There is such thing as being in the ministry of busyness, and that is forsaking serving the Lord and doing what He has for you to do. Uh, I was blinded by that, Uh, so... I had to take a deep look and question whether I was seeking my Lord or just seeking to know him fully or seeking to know just about him. There is a big difference. And this is one of those Mary Martha lesson moments. And I can tell you it makes a big difference. Uh, the Lord humbled me and helped me to know how to stay still at his feet and to know him better. Um, and then to move on from there, to accept church family and church love again without holding back and without, um, without allowing that to affect what real ministry is supposed to be and uh, healing and Pushing closer to be what the church, what the church body is supposed to be, um, but all the things that mold me are, um, I know it's to allow me to share with others uh, through life circumstances the the love of God.
0: That's so good. You have experienced so much just so much and I can't even like imagine like I've um definitely experienced some hard things but um thank you for sharing that because it is hard to be like this is um, what has hurt and this is what uh, like I've been through um but did you ever become bitter because of what because of everything um uh, definitely definitely um
1: Yeah, you've been around me enough to know and see sometimes when it kind of spikes up when I don't want it to. Um, But yeah, I've lived many years uh, just submersed in deep bitterness uh, over the effects of my parents' divorce. I felt the need to blame someone or something. And I had so many questions as a kid. Uh, And it said that children often blame themselves for their parents' divorce. I never thought for a second that was me because I knew I didn't cause it. So I didn't blame myself. But now as an adult looking back and forgiving, whatever those causes are that I don't even know anything about. um, I see that I did blame myself. I internalized I wasn't good enough to hold them together and that I wasn't enough for them to fight for and try harder for to stay together. Like did they not see, uh, my worth in that I needed them to stay together for me. And that is the same thing that is blaming myself. And uh, I dearly love both of my parents and my stepmother uh, very much. And I can see now how life is not meant to be lived in that ugly state of bitterness and, um, or blame or anything like that. Uh, that's hard to see when you're wrapped up in that bitterness and lashing out at everyone around you. It's it's just something that um, creeps in and grows. Uh, also, my health issues, um, that's something that developed some roots of bitterness in me that I didn't realize were there. Until I will hear somebody whine or complain about something. And then I'll feel feel this anger rise up and I'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll just try living life like this every single day or you wouldn't survive a second living like me. You know, that's just I hate that. I hate that that thought and that feeling ever rises up in me at all. Um, I hate that my patience level is not ideal in dealing with people, especially those closest to me that I love the most. Um, So, yeah, bitterness is not good, it's really ugly.
0: Yeah, I can attest to that. Um, how did you overcome that bitterness and those feelings of um not being worthy of um like their lot like your parents' love and um yeah like just feeling like you weren't enough how did you overcome bitterness and that those feelings
1: yeah those feelings are like so hard and they're so real and they're so raw Um, Acknowledging that they're there is only the first part of it. Um, It's a constant surrender. It's something that has to be done all the time. Uh, Second Corinthians 3 through six, speaks about taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And this war we fight with our flesh and strongholds. They can only be destroyed with the divine power and power. I've got to be willing to refuse to wallow in the pity and bitterness and refuse to allow it to grow in power. Um, And once you have that feeling of freedom from it and the weight from it lifted, I just truly never want to go back and I must see it, acknowledge it immediately and surrender it to Christ and I mean, I can say I've overcome it and I've defeated it, but the truth is it's a it's an everyday battle. I don't live in it every day like
0: I did for years, but yeah, it can creep back in really quick. Yeah. Were there any moments where it all seemed too much? Like I know you have experienced freedom from it, but definitely like from experience, it's not like, oh, because I have like struggled with anxiety that I'm never gonna experience that again um so like were there any moments like where it all seemed too much like yes you've had freedom from it but at the same time it's not completely gone yeah yeah definitely
1: it's um in this life there are going to be lots and lots of just it's too much too much (laughs) um there were times when i wanted to just give up on my family um including my immediate family. Uh, Even after all the pains of being a child of divorce, there were a couple of times where my own marriage didn't make it and it just felt too much. The pain was too much. The work of maintaining relationships becomes too hard and you just question, is this really worth it? And the answer is yes, it's worth it. I'm not saying you shouldn't have personal boundaries, in your life or sometimes taking a break to cool off because things get too intense or just because, uh, just because of difficulties, things happen, uh, but just never give up hope. Um, I maybe labeled a child uh, from a broken home, but in reality, who isn't from a broken home? There's brokenness in every family and It's up to us how we deal with that brokenness and move on. And with my health, there are so many times I thought I was literally taking my very last breaths. And I've been in procedures where I was just truly surprised I woke up from them. So, yeah, too much, too much uh, with my health. Many moments. um, And my husband has seen and cared for me. through too much. Um, I don't want to get into the graphic and gross details of it all, but just know we, we have many days and many times we're just amazed at the ability to smile and laugh and enjoy life and carry on after the things we've been through and the things we deal with. Um, But we know it's all in his strength and in his joy that Christ provides and not in ourselves. Um, and I say we, uh, even though it's my health condition, it totally affects my whole family. So we we both go through it, uh, my whole family and my son too. Um, and sometimes it is just too much, but it's too much for me, but it's not too much for God to handle and carry me through. Um, there have been many days and times where it's nothing but... Uh, too much tears, too much sadness and loss and frustration and pain. Like I said, I mentioned the grieving process. We had to grieve the life that no longer existed or could be expected to reach the point of accepting reality, seeing God's goodness in it all. And Romans 8, 28 is a promise. It's a promise to those who love God, who are called according to his purposes. And we see some of his purposes in it, in the suffering It is for our good and it's for his glory. He never promised easy in any of it, but he did promise he would sustain us through it. So for that, I'm very, very thankful that uh, when it's too much, I know I don't have to carry it alone.
0: Praise God. I am so thankful that God has been your strength and held you up when you didn't know how you were gonna uh, get through it. Um, our pastor John Durham um, said this quote a couple Sundays ago, and I—I I don't know—it's just been sticking. Um, but he said, "Hope." Ha- it's his series, "Hope Has a Name." Uh, but he said, "Hope doesn't come from the world, so the world can't take it away." And I feel like that—that's just so true. Um, mm-hmm. Like all of these things can happen and they hurt and those feelings are valid but there is still hope and there's still life and joy to be had um and so I just love that just yeah I think that's so just evident in your story like there's still hope uh even through so much but yes
1: yes I I love that quote too when he I wrote that down whenever he said that it you know the world can't take it away and can't take away our joy or our um happiness or any of our hope because the world didn't give it to us
0: yep and what a year to be you know saying like hope has a name and like the world can't take it away even through such such a year as 2020 um but okay We are going to um, take a break real quick and ask you some fun questions. Okay, so now we didn't do this last week, but we're going to start it this week. We're going to call it a fun break. Not that the rest of the conversation isn't fun, but this is just another time or an extra time just to be fun and relax and get to know each other on Uh, more level or different level so I'm gonna ask you some random questions and you're gonna let us know okay so first would you rather have a pet panda or a pet zebra okay it's funny you
1: ask that uh choose panda because they are just so cute and cuddly I would want one of those they do some of the funniest things and um yeah, I would want a panda, but I gotta say, for you to ask a zebra is really strange because I am a zebra. Did you know that?
0: You are a zebra. What do you
1: yeah, mean? A medical zebra. It's when you um, it's when you present to the uh, doctors with a rare condition, and the symptoms that you present with are the hoof beats that they hear, and so the doctors start looking for a horse. A surprise, I'm a zebra. Oh, huh. I have uh, zebra stripes, and all of the zebras have unique, different stripes, but we're in the same herd of uniqueness. Wow. Is that interesting? Yeah, that's that's crazy. As you always say, fun fact.
0: Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact, I'm a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, something that you were very good at is making smoothies. So, I wanted. I tried making a smoothie last week, and it did not work. Didn't even crush. Like it was so bad. But what is your recipe?
1: Okay. Well, I actually just had one right before we started this uh, recording, and my favorite recipe is just. It definitely has to have a banana, and then any frozen or fresh berries, and sometimes kale, peaches, or. And then mix that with fruit juice or milk. Uh, fruit juice is my favorite, I think, so. Uh, so, basically, any frozen fruits and a banana. Hmm. And I, that's it. And I feel like any combo really works. I don't usually put extra ice in it because I have frozen vegetables and frozen fruits that I put in there.
0: It must be my blender because i had frozen fruit and i put it in there and it just was not doing anything (laughs) i did add milk but okay i'll facetime you next time okay okay next question what was the coolest cake or dessert you've made all right this is something that is funny you ask
1: Because I did have a cake business uh, for a very short time that I ran out of my house. And it was about 15 years ago. And I love decorating cakes and making cakes. It just got to where it was just uh, taking over my house and I couldn't keep up. But it's hard to pick a favorite. I think my son's very first birthday cake. uh, Winnie the Pooh will always be my
0: favorite, though. Well, How'd you make it?
1: It's one of those, uh, I don't know if people use them very much anymore, but it's like a shaped pan. And it was in the, you know, it baked in the shape of Winnie the Pooh. And uh, then you just put the icing on there and the colors and everything that it's supposed to be. And uh, then for his little individual cake uh, was a little bitty Winnie the Pooh head.
0: (laughs) Well, it's so cute.
1: The red icing got everywhere. (laughs) Red icing stains you know
0: the memories it's worth it
1: exactly it was fun i think that's my favorite was the memories that go with it
0: That's so fun okay next question what's a great book you've read recently
1: well of course i'm gonna have to say the uh, obvious the bible um i'm reading it through for the third time this year and uh, yeah that is the most life-changing thing to do. I highly recommend getting a good plan and reading it through and sticking with it, uh, which many times before I've started and kind of fall so far behind by March, i would quit. But yeah, once I've completed it one time through, I am on my third time and very excited about it. Another book uh, I'd have to say is Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. Um It had a huge, huge impact on me for healing and moving forward uh, with a healthy biblical view and expectations of what the church is supposed to be like. And the inductive Bible studies that our church, Highland, has been publishing and leading have been amazing. We recently finished Hosea and will begin Ephesians in the spring. And then I also have to get a shout out to our friend, Gina Stinson. Uh, our dear friend who wrote a book called reclaimed it's very very encouraging
0: yeah i actually have that one and it is so good um but about you always know the good book recommendations so anyone needs any hit eva up but um about reading the bible in a year there's an app that i got last year when i was um reading it through and it's called read scripture but it has videos attached to it. And it's kind of those like graphic um, like videos. It's just really cool. Um, And so you're reading a scripture and then um, also getting to watch these videos that kind of like connect it all together. And so it's just really fun, really neat how they um, do it. But So if any of our listeners are looking for something that is definitely a resource for you, um, it should just be in the app store, but yeah, thanks for your book. So good. We love reading. Um, okay. Last question. Would you rather only be able to crawl on all fours or only be able to walk backwards? (laughs) (laughs) neither
1: (laughs) but yeah if forced i think i would have to choose walking backwards but i think i'm going to need
0: a mirror to help me see where i'm going (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know yeah it'd be like your back camera in your car yeah which one would you choose um probably walk backwards because either way i'd get some weird looks but (laughs) at least walking backwards i have terrible knees so at least i wouldn't have to you know be on my knees yeah 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 so okay that's good so that's the last question so now we'll go back to the second part okay okay welcome back um now back onto the conversation um how did 2020 look for you it's been a hard and challenging year for everyone, but how has it been for you personally?
1: Well, um, basically not a lot different, um, really. I mean, other than waking up January 1st that morning to the news that our car was stolen and totaled in a rollover accident. Um, other than that, it's not <laughs> we just started it off with a good bang. But other than that, it's not really different for me personally because I don't get out a whole lot and I don't work outside the home. So I've basically been really good at this quarantine life for a while now. (laughs) And uh, that brings back up that that grieving process, Uh, seeing others distraught because of these limits put on them with the quarantine, you know, it's just totally out of their control. Um, I too experienced that, but it happened over 10 years ago for me. So, um, life has not gotten back to normal this is my new normal these words people are using is just something that's very familiar to me and um I feel for everybody that has those feelings because I've been there um and I have had 10 years to deal with it when it's just been thrown on them immediately and uh yeah um uh, yeah, this is the same, I think, experience for many other chronically ill people. And something that I am very, very thankful for is the way our church um, had already been doing a great job of online ministry. And they didn't have to struggle with setting up doing online church. Uh, I don't think many churches realize how many opportunities are um Lost because they refuse to offer online church or say that it's just not the same. There's this huge demographic of people like me and uh, other housebound people and people all across the world that um, could be reached and ministered to through the online church services. And I think that's a good thing that this is brought out, 2020s brought out in kind of pushing churches into something they didn't want to do. <laughs> So that's been something a little different. Um, Another thing that's different and changed was our son moving back in with us from his apartment. And that turned out to be a joyful thing. Uh, We get to hear his music in our house again. His guitar playing fills the house. And we really missed that when he wasn't living with us. And he says he enjoys the meals that he uh, didn't get when he was living on his own. So it's a win-win for both of us. And in 2020, we did celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. At home, uh, we always hoped uh, and planned on doing something big for 25th. But hey, we were together, so we can't complain. Um, Probably one of the lowest parts of 2020 was losing my dad he passed away in august and even in this there's rejoicing and hope Um, we rejoice because he's healed from his earthly suffering and from the um just all the suffering that goes along with parkinson's and dementia and we know that he is with jesus and i wouldn't want to take that away from him for anything just so that i could selfishly have him here with me um Another aspect to uh, 2020 was the racial tensions that uh, just hit an all-time uh, peak and high, and it just really hit me differently. Um, I had to examine uh, myself, allow God to examine my heart to um, on these issues to see where I needed to make necessary changes, and... Uh, really had to ask the question, uh, am I as anti-racist as I am, anti-abortion or anti-human tra- human trafficking or any other social justice issue? Um, the answer really came down to no and I had to make a lot of heart changes. And uh, part of this I do have to confess is in the process of it and in my frustration Uh, I publicly lashed out at someone I didn't even know on social media. (laughs) I pointed out his racism and uh, racist attitude and highly offensive attitude that uh, he just totally covered up and uh, hid in Christianity. And it was just so um, infuriating to hear somebody do that. And honestly, he spoke the same way. I've spoken most of my life uh, with deep heart condition problems that I was oblivious to. And I could understand where he was coming from and I could hear the message that he intended to deliver, but I could not unsee the racism embedded in there uh, and harming the cause for Christ. Um, What I did learn from this though was I was wrong, uh, not for calling him out or questioning the racism in there, but in my attitude and my approach in doing it. um, I'm not the Holy Spirit and I can't convict others of their sinful ways. And I'm supposed to be doing everything in love. And I failed. Uh, I can't undo what I did. I can't undo the actions. Um, I can only strive to do better next time. And you know, there's always a next time with stuff like this. <laughs> um, so that that's something that's been big. I know uh, for 2020 is the, the the racial tensions, and hopefully, it's a start for many, many people to do better. But overall, it's been a great year, including celebrating our son graduating Baylor, like I said earlier, and okay. and yes, and. Uh, My baptism in July, that
0: was a big deal, big, big thing. Okay, so your baptism, um, where, um, because you've been a Christian for a long time, but like, where did that come in? Well, um,
1: I've had so many spiritual changes uh, over the past few years. um, And it's kind of been a, Process and uh, in February of 2020, it was very, very clear. Um, several things where God spoke to me, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that when I was younger, I did get baptized, but it was just following man's tradition and doing what was expected of me, and it was not prompted by the Holy Spirit, it was, I just did what I was supposed to do. And right now, looking back, I do not know. I can't honestly say that. um, I don't know when I was actually saved. I don't know when that moment occurred, but I can tell you this, that. um, I was I was not I did not have like the fruits of the spirit the way that. Um, They've been developing and coming through and showing evidently in my life uh, the past few years. Um, And I can't even say when there's a beginning point, I can say many things like I've mentioned uh, that have molded me and shaped me like reading the Bible through and um, just surrendering different parts of my life and following this sanctification path. So Anyway, I just knew I needed to get baptized in February, and then COVID hit, and had to wait all the way until July when they were able to open that baptist, baptistry back up, and it was a recorded event instead of one where lots of people were present, but at least my family and some friends were there. It was good, very good.
0: Um, praise God. I i am um, so thankful for that. Um And that God is still sanctifying us and um, working in our hearts. Um, Yeah, so thankful. Um, Okay, so while 2020 was hard and all that, like, this year has held so much, um, there are also some sweet moments. But were there any moments where you were like, yes, like, I see you, God? Uh, Maybe, like, sweet moments where you knew it could only come from God? Like, I like to call it, like, God weeks to where – It just is, you know, it's from God.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Some of it personal, some of it just um, worldwide, nationwide. I mean, all of it is just, um, I see his hand (laughs) pretty clearly in some ways and some other ways. It's just, like you said, very personal. Um. uh, maybe even seeing his hand more in this year than any other year. Um, The presidential elections is one for me. I can see God trying to get our attention. Uh, He is our only savior and he's sovereign over everything. Um, He's sovereign, uh, sovereign over all of it. And he allows good and bad things. He allows kingdoms to rise and fall and his purpose is going to be accomplished no matter what. And, He's going to use hardened hearts and he will use his people just like he always has. And it's just whether we are going to trust him, no matter what, still continue to seek him, still continue to repent, um, seek his kingdom above any earthly temporary kingdom. Like, seriously, there's, you know, there's no really a political affiliation or figure that is striving to do all the things things God commands. Um so trying to label any of them as the only Christian way is hypocritical for sure, and really edging close to, if not completely, blasphemy. I mean, to ascribe something that's worldly as a Christian thing is, uh, I don't know, I just really got my attention this year. I see his hand in it more than more than before. And, um, yeah, uh, it's just whether we're going to, um, uh, when we see his hand, if we're going to repent and make things different in our lives and also just in the slowing and the stealing, making everything and everybody more still through COVID, um, it's been sweet to see so many people see his hand and acknowledge that. Um, You know, he leads us by the still waters and he gives us rest. And uh, I've seen many people say their prayer life and closeness with him has grown uh, through all of it. And I've come to cherish that fact with my own circumstances, with my health slowing me down, making it where I can't get out and go to work. So um, it's just great to see others do the same thing. And, Uh, it's because of COVID that this has happened. He uses every circumstance, uh, good and bad, to draw us closer to him, and he uses all of it. And um, we tend to grow more in these troubled times and in valleys than uh, in the mountaintop uh, circumstances. And when we depend on him more than ourself, it's easier to see his hand clearly. And um, this year has just been one of those times where it's, for me, it's easy for me to picture the Israelites uh, right after the the Exodus and they're standing at the water's edge surrounded by mountains and the enemy is closing in on them. And God's hand was always with them, but it was clearly, clearly seen as he parted the waters for them for deliverance. And um, I know our waters are going to part too at just the right time. And he knows we need it because he's always present with us and he's always wanting the best for us and seeking deliverance for us. And um, yeah, that's just kind of how I see 2020 going and um, the waters don't always part the way we expect them to. And He's the one in control and he's going to take care of us and he loves us.
0: Very true. Um uh, yeah. 2020 definitely had its fed, but like you said, it definitely has had some really just sweet things and uh things that could only come from God and just God's working um in this time. Uh but okay so we just passed um, new Year's, so we're just beginning 2021 um so gotta ask what are you looking forward to
1: well we are in the process of uh, having house built so we look forward to moving into that hopefully in april-ish sometime and with that um uh We know we were called here to Waco for a reason, and we've seen some of that play out and come through over the past couple of years, and we know that once we get in this house, we are supposed to start training for fostering, and we don't know what that's going to look like yet. It'll just unfold one day at a time, as everything else has, but we do look forward to
0: it. Do you have a word that you're focusing on? Like I know for me, it's abide this year. Abide? I like that. That's good. Yeah, because like through everything, like I want to just sit at the Father's feet and just just be with Him and to be connected to the branch. And so that's my hope for 2021.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Um, uh, my focus word for this year is uh, follow. And... Uh, the scriptures that got me to that. Well, let me back up. The Since 2017, I started having the word of the year. So it's kind of progressed and I can see his hand through it and showing me which words to focus on so that it keeps me focused on him. In 2017, it was truth, to seek the truth. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So it's basically seeking him uh, when you're seeking truth. In 2018, it was love God and love people, the great commission, great commandment. And, uh, 2019 was to obey. Uh, that was out of the, um, uh, feast of unleavened bread. There's so much that can be learned from that and to obey immediately. And, um, when God says do something, you do it immediately. You don't wait. Um, just like the Israelites, they were not to wait for their, their dough to rise. They were to pack up and get out of Egypt. The moment they said, go, when God said, go, you get up and go. In 2019, our word was obey. In 2019 was the year that um, we got up and left and moved to Waco because that's what God called us to do. And, It just gives me chills thinking about it. There's so much more to it. So, yeah, I'll have to write a little bit more about that in my blog. And then in 2020, my word was behold. And, man, did we behold a year in 2020. (laughs) Uh, It's like we've already talked about some of the really bad things that have happened, that God's something good. And that's what he does. So um, scriptures I will talk about for follow, 2021 is follow. Uh, It's in John 10 verse 11 and 14 and 27. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I want to make sure I'm focusing very closely to hear him and know where to follow and what to do. And in order to do that, you know, there must be the leader. We have to have this authority that we are following. And Psalms 139, um, so "Search me, O God, and know my heart; try me and know my thoughts; see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting." And Micah 4:5. For all people will walk, each in the name of his own God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. So I want to make sure that um, I'm focusing to um, follow him uh, with all of my heart for all of my days. And... I know from these past few years of having a word as I read through the Bible again, and he allows me to focus on the word follow that he'll continue to reveal different things about what the follow looks like for me
0: and look forward to it. I love that. Um, Yeah. I, yeah, that's just so good. Um, Okay, so you mentioned, we've mentioned your blog um, and that's so exciting. Um, that's starting it actually you published it the same day that this came out and so now we haven't celebrated together yet but we have to (laughs) um with lots of confetti but do you want to do you want to tell us about that and like what was your reason for starting it
1: well i've been saying for years i needed to start a blog um basically to share my medical journey Um, because I know we are to comfort others with uh, the comfort that God's given to us and to deal with tough circumstances together and educate people about this rare condition, um, which I have. I don't think I've even mentioned what it is. is It's Ehlers-Danlos is a genetic condition, which causes so many other things like uh, POTS, chronic migraines, and uh, severe fatigue. And um, I have a pacemaker because of the conditions that it causes the in my uh in all systems in my body um but with these spiritual changes that have uh, recently taken place in my life it just gives me so much more reason to share Uh, i'm not a good speaker i'm not real dependable at keeping plans and um I mean, this is kind of difficult for me to stay on track with just like even this interview and try and remember everything that I want to uh, get in and say, (laughs) but I can take time to write out some of the things that I've learned and uh, things that I'm in the process of still learning and um, things I hope to learn um, along the way and hopefully encourage others to find meaning in it all. Uh, I'm really over analytical. I uh, feel like I need to have a reason for everything I do and find a, uh, you know, just define w- what and why and all of that. And so it was obvious to me to how to title my blog is called defined, finding meaning in it all.
0: And yeah, that's, that's my why. That's exciting. I, I am excited for people just get to hear from you um, and just hear all that. I don't know. You've been a, such a source of encouragement in my life and of truth. And so I'm excited for more people to have that. Um, but we just have a couple more questions left. But if there was one thing you would want listeners to know, what would it be? Like your message to those listening?
1: Um, Just God is good and that he loves you. I mean, that's it, bottom line. Um, I truly challenge you, whether you're a longtime Christian or even a a higher power skeptic, somebody that doesn't believe. I mean, there is something to be said about um, seeking him. I challenge you to seek him seek God to know him not just things about him because it's this intimate relationship that will change your life it will change everything about your life it gives you life and that is the only message there is Uh, in all of this rambling everything I talk about life experiences that's the bottom line is uh, this intimate relationship with our Lord that's life-giving and hope-giving
0: yes god is so good and that just fills me with so much hope and encouragement just hearing that um how lastly how can we find you and your blog um hopefully we can put a link to it on this uh, yeah, I'll do that. I'm not sure how it works,
1: um, but it's uh, my name, Eva Lynn Lee 76 I think, at uh, Wix, Wix site, W-I-X site, and
0: the name of it, Defined. Yep, sounds good. I will put a link in the bio so um, all of you listeners can go click that and then just get so many encouraging words and so much truth um in these posts but um, so i guess that's it um but we'll definitely have to come back on the podcast sometime but um this has been so good and yeah i am so thankful for you and how god is working in your life and through you well
1: thank you so much Zoe. i really appreciate you um you are more of an encouragement to me than anything. You, <laughs> you, you encourage me more than I encourage you, no doubt about that. Uh, you keep me to uh, pushing forward to um, be better and do better. And I really appreciate that. And uh, you inspire me with all of your positivity because I tend to be negative and uh, you help keep me positive keep me smiling. And I thank you so much for allowing me to be interviewed. I feel honored, very
0: much so. Thank you. Thank you. I pray you are encouraged from our conversation today. I'm celebrating how God is pursuing you and who he's called you to be. You are a work of art, my friend. Imagine me popping a confetti cannon seriously my favorite thing over you right now you are seen and you are loved deeply if there's anything absolutely anything i can do for you or you simply want to connect dm me on our instagram at underscore sunshine talks an episode will be posted every wednesday so until next week but once again if you need absolutely anything let me know i want to know you deeper but until next week